You're about to experience filling the air with words. Version 2.0, honoring Jane Shannon, who co-created this sometimes snarky, sometimes profane, usually entertaining, conversational podcast. Hello from Portland, Oregon. I'm Robert Parrish, co-creator of Filling the Air with Words. When my dear friend, the late Jane Shannon, and I began recording this podcast more than 10 years ago, our goal was to share whatever wisdom we'd acquired in our longish lives with at least one other person in the world. Jane, as she often did, explained it best. I have a lot to say, and I have no filter anymore. And at this stage of my life, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. And I know a lot of stuff. And I want to share it. <laughs> I don't even, yeah, yeah. I have a lot to say. For the past couple of years, filling the air with words has not been doing much of that. Our air has been quiet because, quite honestly, we ran out of material. But thanks to iTunes, Facebook, Stitcher, our previous 40 or so episodes have remained out there for our listener or listeners. When COVID-19 began hitting the fan, I started thinking about something I could do to offer up information, humor, and maybe even some profanity. I'm lucky enough to be in a profession where I've met hundreds of extraordinary people. Some have become friends. When you find yourself in times of trouble, what's one of the best things you can do? In my view, connect with your friends. And that's what I've been doing since the pandemic took hold here in Oregon. Thanks to modern technology, in our case, Zoom and a Macintosh computer, I've been recording many conversations with my friends. So far, I've reached out and connected with a number of the people I respect most in this crazier by the minute world. My plan is to share new episodes as often as I can, and since I do seem to have more time on my hands than usual, I'm expecting I'll be posting new podcasts pretty often. So please keep watching this space. I hope you'll listen, and if you like, you'll pass our information along to your friends, both real and cyber. In our first new Filling the Air with Words conversation, you'll meet Dave Scott, a legendary radio personality here in Portland. Dave and I are about the same age. He claims to be semi-retired, which seems a bit of an overstatement. We've worked together on a number of projects during the past several years. In our downtime away from work conversations, I've always found Dave full of wit and wisdom. Plus, after all those years talking on the radio, he's a really easy interview. Whole lot of nothing going Whole on. Whole lot of nothing. So I've started to reach out. You were the first, and I, I thought, you know, I just, I think it would be a good idea to just start talking. And, you know, you've seen this on Facebook, you, wherever else you go for social media, that people are working really hard to, all of our musician friends, for instance, are oh, yeah. p- putting up stuff just because, number one, they, they want to put something out to be helpful and inspirational, but also like you and probably me, we're bored to shit, man. It's like, <laughs> right? I mean, so why not use our gifts and for us, I believe you would agree, it's communication and just 
talk about something that maybe one or two or 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 people would listen to and find something worthwhile. I love it. I love it. So that's why I've called on you, my good friend, Dave Scott, and I've just started recording. So what I want to know from you, we are similar in age, I guess. I'm not going to compare numbers, but let's just say we're both... You're in your 30s now, too? Yeah, something like that. But unfortunately, or fortunately, we are both in the high-risk category. Uh, Well, that they say is true, yes. And so, you know, what I want to know from you is, like, what are you doing? How are you passing the time? How are you dealing with this reality that we've never seen? And we're effing old, so, you know, (laughs) we've lived a lot of life, right? But I, I can't think of anything. You want, to know, you want to know the first thing I did? What? This is this is sick and twisted, but I'm apparently not alone because the first thing that Netflix added to the stream was Outbreak. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, 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 man. So I watched Outbreak. <laughs> and how was it? How was it in this particular time in the world? Yeah, I enjoyed it the first time, but it really took on a whole new meaning when you're living it. Yeah, uh, you go. Oh wow, I get it. That was fantasy, and now it is no longer the case. But uh, no, I mean, you know what, man? I'm doing fine. I I actually clicked into this whole thing kind of late. Uh, a typical Dave fashion, too, because I had a trip planned to California last weekend. My dad's getting up there, so I wanted to go down there and check on him and see how he's doing. Yeah, and I'm I'm standing on front. So this would have been this would have been a week ago. Monday or Tuesday, I'm talking to a buddy of mine out in front of the mailbox. Yeah, I'm going to go to California, see my dad this weekend. He goes, you sure you want to fly? I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's no problem. No problem. I said, I'll just, uh, you know, wear gloves, whatever. And uh, went about my merry way. And then he actually, what a good guy. He texted me the next day. He said, you know what? I'm really kind of worried about you. Uh, please take precautions, bring gloves, wear a mask. Uh, because I don't think it's a smart move. And I said, oh, okay, whatever, anti-Griselda. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, then the more I saw, the more I began to realize that he was he was proactive and he was right to the point to where Thursday night I called my dad and said, hey, you know, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe I should uh, cancel that flight. He goes, nah, come on, it's no big deal. Mm. And then by Friday morning, so I'm going to fly Friday afternoon, Friday morning, my dad calls and says, my dad's 86, says, you know what, call it. And so I did. And can we just take a minute here and say kudos to Alaska Air because they've made it really easy. Right. Uh, I thought I was going to eat the airfare. And no, they gave me a year to use the flight. Didn't get a refund, but you know, I could postpone it for up to a year. So worked out well, totally rearranged my schedule. And then, <laughs> again, typical Dave fashion. My wife marries the responsible one in this this marriage, apparently. I go, well, I'm home this weekend. I guess I'll, I don't know, maybe I'll go see a movie or something. She goes, like hell. Don't you understand the meaning of social distancing? And, and I'm, well, you don't understand. The theater's not that crowded. There's probably going to be six or seven people in the theater. Right. She goes, think about it. So we're supposed to be isolating ourselves so that we can flatten the curve. And then you go trouncing into a movie theater and you sit down in a chair. Maybe maybe you were lucky enough to pick the hot seat where somebody that had the had the virus had been sticking popcorn in their mouth and 
and they put their hand on the seat and you put your hand on the seat. She goes, if you bring it home to me, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> so I began to see that I'm not going anywhere until mama says it's okay to go. Yeah. And, yeah. And you know, the more I see the better I, the better I think that decision was. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I totally get it. Now talk to me in two weeks. If this thing continues and uh, I begin to see my business suffer. You know, we could talk about this later on because I see a lot of my friends, what they do for a living has really been affected. Okay. I'm fortunate right now I haven't seen any bump except for the fact that internet, because I work with the internet all day, is slowed to a crawl because every, I hope it's because everyone's online um, and it's not just my computer. But no, for right now, a week or so into it, I'm doing okay. Because I get it. I understand the importance of it. And uh, I think it's the right move. And Let's, I got plenty of beer, so it's okay. Yeah, you got to have... Uh, someone was telling me the other day, like, well, you know, they're starting to talk about closing down the liquor stores. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, oh that's oh, okay. probably not good. And the dispensaries here in Oregon, we have that. And, and for several people I know... I'm not going to admit to it or not admit to it. It's a very helpful thing. Um, what has been the best part of this for you? You know, I, I'm one of those people I'm always looking for the silver lining. And there is, you know, I'll tell you mine, but you got to tell me yours first. Let's go with a double-headed approach. The first at a more humorous level, it gives me an excuse not to go work out because I can't. <laughs> and I'm... Darn it. Just yeah. when I was getting a good head of steam. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, but on a more serious note, it for me has been a real opportunity to forcefully slow down and look at human nature and what we do and the spirals we get ourselves caught up into. So now we're home, we're quiet, we can stop and think. We maybe see the patterns that we get into. How many times do I have an urge to go online and bitch about Trump? Or how many times do I get filled with fear after seeing a report on the, the stock market? And it's begun to make me see that, you know what, those are, I'm going to get really metaphysical here. Go. But those are all just games we play in our mind. And that I posted something today on Facebook, as a matter of fact. So the difference between fear and love fear communicates with you from your mind in a manner very similar to love but there's one big difference fear needs something to latch on to so fear says oh you're worried about the stock market you're going to need to look until you see something that reassures you that there was an uptick before you feel better as opposed to love that just simply lets you be okay with the moment no matter what it is because no outward appearance or outward occurrence can affect you. If you've got a rock-solid foundation with love, call it faith. I don't know. If you're of that mindset, call it God. It's just really brought me inward. And that, I think, is a very healthy perspective. You know, I would like to say that I'm evolved enough too, so I'm able to embrace, I mean, your podcast is called Embrace the Change, which is exactly why I thought of you immediately when I decided to reboot Filling the Air with Words, which is 
you know, essentially what we're doing, filling the air with words, and but they're being recorded. Yay. But embrace the change. You know, that's that really speaks to right now. Yeah, it really does. And, and you know, the reason I started the podcast, and you can relate to this, I think you're a little younger than me, but um, five years ago, I got booted from a radio station. And at that point decided, you know what, 45 years, it's a good time to maybe yeah. think about changing course. You know, I've chased the dream for 45 years, had a ton of ups, had a few real rough bumps. Uh, so let's let's call it and maybe consider us semi-retired. So although I'm still on the air through voice tracking down in Southern Oregon, I'm no longer on the air here in Portland and I've had to adapt. That was a big change for me. That was uh, radio to me was what I did. It was who I was. Right. Uh, you know, you've done it. You're in it. You time consuming. It filled my whole day. Yeah. It occupied my mind all the time. And so now that I'm out of it, uh, gosh, well, who am I? What am I? What am I about? And uh, in the next episode of Embrace the Change, which comes out at the end of the month, I, I talk about this story uh, with a, a friend of mine, Eric. He has had some issues that he has dealt with that has brought him very much like we were talking about inward. Mm -hmm. And when radio went away, um, I thought back to, I guess you would have to call this a spiritual experience that I had at the age of 17. My mom and dad bought me this little black book. It's called The Impersonal Life. And essentially what this little black book, the gist of the book was, it's God being channeled through the author. I don't even know the author's name, but it's, it's the words of God. And so it, they, they write it so interestingly in that it starts saying, hey, read this book until you don't understand it anymore, and then stop. And then go back and read it again. And don't continue until you understand it. And I, well, that's kind of a unique and novel way to go about things. So I did. <laughs> and it began to dawn on me slowly and surely. What they were saying was that, hey, I am God. And I am speaking to you right now to let you know, you there, young 17-year-old Dave reading this, that you too are God. You are me. You are like an extension of me. Basically, God is the sun and you are the sun being. And so I'm reading this and all of a sudden, this wave of acknowledgement hit me. So I'm 17, mind you. I'm pretty jaded. You know, really all I care about right now is finding an identity and meeting a, you know, a yeah. cute girl. Right. But this wave of realization hit me to the point that it started me crying. I just began crying sitting there alone in my bedroom because I knew that what those words were saying was true. Mm -hmm. And it was like all of a sudden the thing that I was looking for, the answers that I didn't know there were answers to, I felt were revealed. And it was just mind boggling to me. And a very intense thing. And then, you know, then life got in the way and I got into radio. And although that memory never went away, it was always in the back of my head. It got pushed way back, way, way, way back until the semi-retirement five years ago where I went, oh, gosh, now what do I do? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, that little black book. So that was the first thing I started looking for. And I found it. And I started to read it. And one thing led to another. That led me to looking on YouTube. And I, as I've learned, I'm kind of late, but I discovered Ram Dass, And Ram Dass just blew my little head. Mm -hmm. um, the notion that uh, he, has a, he has a theory, had a theory, rest his soul, 
that um hope this isn't too metaphysical for no you. So man you we're gonna get yeah, I you know I I figure that we know each other well enough to to give our authentic thoughts and feelings about all of this, and and okay. I think it's important because not everybody is going to resonate with Ram Das, not everybody's going to resonate with a little black book, which I noticed because we have video going here. I noticed you have it on a shelf, right? Oh, do you see it? Can you, you see it? I can't see it, but I saw you look at it. Can you show it to me? It's right there. Oh wow. Got it right there. Who's the author? I don't even know if they give the author's name. Here, let me read you the... Use your radio uh, voice, will you, when you read it? Can you do that? You want me to put a little verb on it? Yeah, yeah, do, do a little something. <laughs> Sound like God. You've done that. <laughs> Let's see here. All right, so the very first page, very first chapter is called I Am. And it says, to you who read, I speak. To you who through long years and much running to and fro have been eagerly seeking in books and teachings, in philosophy and religion, for you know not what, truth, happiness, freedom, God, to you whose soul is weary and discouraged and almost destitute of hope, to you who many times have obtained a glimpse of that quote-unquote truth, only to find when you followed and tried to reach it that it disappeared in the beyond and was but the mirage of a desert, to you who thought you had found it in some great teacher who was perhaps the acknowledgement, the head of some society, fraternity, or religion, and who appeared to you to be a master, so marvelous was the wisdom he taught and the works he performed, only to awaken later to the realization that that master was but a human person. See where this is going? Yeah, man. Uh, with all the faults and weaknesses and secret sins, the same as you, even though that personality may have been a channel through which were voiced many beautiful teachings which seem to you the highest truth. And here you are, soul weary and hungry, and not knowing where to turn, to you I am come. So basically that's God saying, okay, it's the end of the road. You don't need to look anymore. I'm about to, I'm about to give you the straight scoop. Wow. And so, yeah, I started looking, and I found Ram Dass, and Ram Dass basically said, hey, you know what? This is going to blow your mind. There was never such a thing as Dave or husband or DJ. All those were names and concepts that were given to you that you put up into your brain and added to your ego to create your story. And that's what you've carried around for the, the last 60 years. This happened five years ago. That's what you carried around and told everybody. And uh, that's what ran your engine for 60 years. But guess what? That's not what you are. You are spirit. You are the little voice that sometimes talks to you that is really easy to ignore. Yeah. And then that little voice goes, okay, I'll just wait. Cool. I'll be here when you need me, stupid ass. <laughs> that's, and, uh, that's so true. And, and you know, I, I mean, I've known you, I think, for about eight or nine years, somewhere in there. And, and I did sense a, ch a change just from from being around and and now that you've created this this vehicle away from your work away from the stuff that we do together it mm -hmm. is it is apparent it is apparent to me that there has been a change within you and that kind of speaks to now because i can tell from talking with the people 
just even the people at the grocery store, that there's something going on here way beyond, I hate the word coronavirus for some reason. So I'm going COVID-19, whatever, just sounds more biological and scientific and threatening than coronavirus. You know, you've heard all the beer jokes, right? So do we go? Oh, yeah. But I think there is an opportunity for us collectively to become our best least distracted selves and i think becoming less distracted is either going <laughs> to it's either going to undo us or it's going to do us what did i read the other day actually I, no i just read it today actually um, in venice everyone is in and not riding the gondolas because they're all quarantined and some people are are texting and posting that for the first time in their life the water in the river is clear. Right. They've never seen it clear before. So basically, without us up there mucking it up, the earth has already started to cleanse itself. I look at this as kind of like a like a reboot. This is a chance to just reboot. A chance to get your head about yourself and like we talked about a few minutes ago, pull yourself out of your old habits and maybe look down on the life you've been living going, you know, maybe the opportunity to read a book or talk to my family or meditate or just sit and listen to the quiet. When do we get a chance to just be quiet? Because when you're quiet, that's when that little voice I was talking about has a chance to finally peek its head up and go, you ready for me now? To see what might be waiting for you. What different directions? Because for me, it took me finally deciding to get out of the, uh, the jet stream of radio for that little voice to go, okay, you ready for me now? All right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to start talking and telling people who you really are, mm -hmm. not being afraid. You know, because when that happened when I was 17, the first thing I thought to myself was, ooh, I can't talk about this. I want people to think I'm a Jesus freak. That'll date me. <laughs> Jesus freak. <laughs> right. And so I never let on because I right. always thought that, you know, I didn't want to be branded as some kind of religious dude. And I'm not even religious. Uh, religion has never interested me. I've always found uh, church incredibly fake. Actually, I think, you want to know the truth? Church is the reason for a lot of our ills. I'm not going to disagree I, with that, yeah. I'm very spiritual. Right. Super spiritual. And so the little voice is saying five years ago, now you're going to start telling people how you really feel. Right. Well, five years ago, we started going down this path. I would have probably made a joke and diverted the conversation. Right. But I'm going full steam. Hey, this is Dave. You, yeah. you ask me who I am. This is what I am. I feel like I have been given a gift. And actually, I'm really through uh, Embrace the Change, seeing that there are a lot of people that are starting to see this very thing. And the next episode, the episode is called, uh, it's coming out April 1st. It's called Music, Mojo, and Myeloma. So it's a, it's a man through uh, his trials. <clears throat> has started to come to see that there's a lot more going on than just the, the workings in the mind and the day-to-day -day hassles. And, and he, he has, he's undergone some huge realizations that I relate to. And we have a wonderful conversation, not too different than this one here. Um, but I'm starting to see that more and more people, when I actually have the courage to bring up who I am and what I believe in, shake their head and go, yeah, I kind of relate. I sort of hear you. And I'm seeing that maybe it's not that far-fetched after all. And uh, then a the little voice said, now, you know, create this podcast. 
one of those situations, I, I, I don't remember how many times in my life, maybe I can count it on one hand where I, I was given the concept, the title, the tagline, everything just in a lightning bolt. Here it is. Here's your podcast. Now go make it. So that's what I've been doing. And it's worth noting, I think, for both embrace the change and filling the air with words, this is not something we're doing because it's it's uh, bringing in uh, a lot of money to our bank accounts. Right? <laughs> that's a point. No, and actually, that was a, my brother asked me, so are you going to monetize this? And I went, I don't even care. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, he goes, well, are you hooked into the stats? You know, Do you know how many people are listening? And I said, I spent my entire life worrying yeah. about ratings. I'm just putting it out there. I'm doing every channel that I can find. Uh, but the people that see it are the people that need to see it. The people that hear it are the people that need the message. Yeah. And that's, that's, the, that's the theory that I'm going with, and it feels right. I know when uh, Jane Weaver, Shannon, my dear friend who I started the podcast with, we always used to joke about our listener, right? I, I mean, that's it. It's like, you think our listener will get that joke? Do you think our <laughs> listener will like our voices? Do you think our listener is really paying attention or doing something else? And, and that's really an important thing to, to me is to have an impact and I do this with a lot of my work, uh, especially around autism, which, you know, I've got a connection to. If one person, one person gets something that helps them deal with whatever's going on with their kid, that's awesome, right? And we're lucky enough, I think, to have the ability to reach more than one person. Now, whether we do or not, who knows? And I'm with you. I don't care. What I care about is putting something out there that will somewhere, even if it's just on the two of us right now, just having this kind of conversation, that's the important thing because these conversations really need to happen. You talked about Venice and one of my passions is sustainability and the environment. Every year I do this Congress with some brilliant people. I came back in January from one of those and None of this was on the horizon. The only thing that uh, was a major event that happened on the day I got there was the terrible crash with Kobe Bryant. That was, <clears throat> that was horrifying and terrible. And that's, but this wasn't even, I think there was maybe a news story occasionally about what was going on in China, but nobody saw this coming. And the fact that there is something happening with the world, the graphic that stuck with me early on when things started to look a little dicey over here, they had a satellite picture of China, you know, the Wuhan area or Wuhan, however you say it. And, you know, kind of like six months ago when all the factories were operating, all the people were driving. And then when that place was shut down, there was nothing hurting the environment, not a thing. It's and, amazing, isn't it? And I see looking, again, this is the gift of the internet, looking on the internet and seeing traffic in Los Angeles. I mean, I was just down there and I couldn't even believe how off. It's bad enough here in Portland, but down there, there's hardly any cars on the road. So you can just yeah. see what's going to happen and it's probably happening in Seattle, too, because you know how it is up there. 
you used to be able to drive up I-5 and you see Mount Rainier on, and it'd just be right there. Last time I was up there, I could barely see it on a sunny day, right? But, but I imagine yeah. now you can. Remember the old George Carlin bit? George goes, hey, you worried about the earth? Don't worry about the earth. When we're all gone, it's going to take the earth a day. We're going to be like a shiver. It's going to go, <laughs> yeah. and it'll be back. Right. It's going to shake us off like a tick, and then it'll be back. But, to, hey, you know, I just had this thought, too. We were talking about what this shutdown has done. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Would we ever have had this conversation without it? No. Because no. when we see each other, we're usually crazy busy doing stuff, right? And yeah. Or drinking yeah. too much beer. That's also a possibility. But you're right. And, and that's the beauty of it. You know, the people that I've thought about, I, you know, there are people I think about a lot. I mean, my, my family and, and all of that. But then there have been people like, like you and this lovely woman that I met uh, on a train trip last year from Ireland, you know, just because she was so interesting. And my mother-in-law, I mean, it just goes on and on the people that I want to have these kind of conversations with, because not only is it good for me, it's good for them. And since we can record this stuff, <laughs> maybe it'll be good for, uh, it'll be good for somebody else, you know? And, and that's the thing. I, I've watched numerous, uh, especially songs that have been created around all of this. You know, these, you know, the music scene in Portland better than I do. And there are so many brilliant people here who are sitting on their hands, figuring out how the hell they're going to buy, you know, a meal tomorrow. But yet they're putting themselves out there on social media and they're doing it. I'm sure mostly for themselves because they have to. You know? Have you, you seen the uh, uh, Oregon music hall of fame member, Pete Krebs? Have you seen what he's doing? Lately? I haven't seen his stuff. No. Yeah. He's a, and actually with that, let's go ahead and say that if you see someone on Facebook, uh, Pete's doing little mini concerts. Oh, nice. Uh, he gets out there and plays a song or two. Uh, support him. Yeah. You know, send, send a dollar here and a dollar there and help right. him out. So. And Patreon is another good place to, to find these musicians who are, who are doing things. People are doing like the same kind of thing they did when our <clears throat> president was uh, elected. I, a cough was intentional, right? <laughs> I was trying to be, yeah. I was trying to be mature and not laugh. But I no, no cough button on that one. But, but you know, it's just like you got to put something out there to counteract what's going on. And I believe we've done that. Well, this has been great, Dave. So I'll be in touch, assuming you can fit me into your schedule. <laughs> you know, you know where to find me. <laughs> I do, man. I do. Thank you so much for taking this time. I enjoyed this a lot. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, me too. Thank you. So All right, buddy. All right. Yeah. Take care yeah. of your, and be well. Stay sleep, well. Sleep well and wash those hands. Yeah, wash the hands. All right, dude. See ya. You've been listening to Filling the Air with Words, version 2.0. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Twitter. Dedicated to the life and memory of our friend Jane Shannon.